got the got the poop, and then took off again. Not sure what you'll do with that. Did you photograph? No, you didn't. I'm gonna make a calendar. Oh, okay <laughs> then. All right. <laughs> it's <laughs> always happening to Michael too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe um, the effects of my cold are, are giving yeah. me hallucinations. Watch out for the mushroom tea. He was fearless too. He would go yeah. out on the branch, and twice he slipped. Branches cracked, and he dropped like four feet. He just sunk his claws in and stop. Grab hold. No lock problem. On. Like Velcro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> this is cool that we're doing our first podcast in the forest. Absolutely. We're not on Skype. We love doing them in person because we can interact and see each other's expressions uh, so well. But this is cool to be in the forest where we've just finished filming. It has a double bonus. It's cool to be out here doing it. Yeah. And we actually might get to bed early tonight. Yes. <laughs> that's, it's not dark. That's the biggest bonus <laughs> of the two. Yes. Not early at a normal time. <laughs> right. Even. Right? Maybe 10. Yeah. That's Maybe fine. 10. This is good. I like this. And, and being early June up this high in the northern Rockies, we're at a high altitude. We're in the forest on this mossy forest floor that's like sitting on your couch at home. Sweet. And there are no biting insects yet. Not a, too many. I've killed a few mosquitoes. But yeah, a month from now, it'd be we ridiculous. Would, we would be dancing around here while we're doing the podcast, <laughs> and there'd be the odd swat <laughs> sound when we hit a mosquito on our neck and then hit it on each other's necks. And then it would just go downhill from there. We'd probably have to wear bug nets. Yeah. Yeah. Or get under a big bun, bug uh, net together, but maybe not. <laughs> well, this I'm is awesome. Vote for individual. Okay. Yeah, we have the budget for individual <laughs> bu bug nets. We can afford that. Good. But where we are is where we've had quite a bit of success in the last 48 hours. Uh, we Well, we found a lot of sign in here, uh, a lot of moose sign of all sorts. And we had the spruce grouse fun photo shoot here. We're not far from a river where... Uh, you know, 10 minutes ago, we had an eagle soar by, so it's yeah, pretty sweet spot to spend Beautiful a bit of time spot. to record the latest update from this adventure that we're having together. And actually, when we were picking the spot, Mike commented that one of the bears we were able to film last night had come down here and took the exact path that we're sitting next oh. to. Well, yeah, I watched got, him walk this trail. Who's got their camera ready? Yeah, I can easily see bears in here. Oh, we know they are, but it's just awesome. Well, there's got to be forest. grizz. That was a black bear, but there's got to be plenty of grizz booming through here, too. For sure. I don't think I've ever seen one here at this particular spot. I don't know if I've ever seen one up in this part. I've, uh, higher up yet, I've I've seen, You've them, seen but, them, but not, not this this level here, no. This time of year or more in the fall? No, never in the fall. Always spring. Yeah, I, I think they come down early in the spring, you know, for the for the vegetation. Mm -hmm. And then as it gets hot down here and, and then there's vegetation up in higher country in the mountains, then they move back up the slopes uh, because it's cooler for them because there are fewer insects and they can still feed up there. But this time of year, they've got to come down to take advantage of the growth because there's nothing up where they den. Right. And what elevation are we at? Do you have any idea? That's a great question that I'm sorry to say I don't have the answer it's gotta to. It's got to be around 2,000. Two thousand meters, there. right? We're up there because yesterday morning. I mean, it's it's early June and and there was frost and snow on the ground up here yesterday morning. Um, you know, we don't expect that. It was it was more comfortable today, but it's a higher elevation that where we left our cabin in the in the darkness, heading out an hour before. It was much warmer. So, and the the biggest peaks around here are only what twenty five hundred to three thousand meters. Three thousand is the highest. Thirty one hundred something is the highest that I saw. 
on the map that we were looking at a couple of days ago. Yeah, so it's not So it's not like the Colorado high. where right, you get 14,000 feet, right. but the more mountains are just as majestic, if not more majestic than the, mm -hmm. the Colorado Rockies. A lot of diversity in the rock here too, you know, yeah. the type of the, how the mountains look. And, and with the wildlife, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about spending time shooting here each year is um, the ability to get, you know, hopefully some close-up shots of the animals, some behavioral, but most importantly, these vistas, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, to take advantage of that because it's just such a wonderful landscape to put these animals in the world they live in. And it's you know, awesome to be here and, and witness that too. But well, you know what, what I've done? is you know i shoot video mostly right so then it's like okay well i'll bring a big lens for the video camera but i can't pack another big lens i'll throw in my 80 to 200 so now i have my 80 to 200 on my still body and it's kind of cool because it forces you know i got no other choice right so i can't zoom in and get those face shots so now what i've been doing is shooting at 80 and trying to get a lot Just more environment get the environmental portrait yeah and then i'm forced to do it right and some of these bears you can't there's not time to set up a video camera I just grab the still camera and then see what happens. So it's kind of a cool, well, we'll see when yeah. I look at the stills how <laughs> cool it is. But Well, it's, you can't do both, right? And I'm even what I'm doing, documenting these short video clips on this trip and telling the story uh, for all of our platforms that way, there have been moments where it's you got to toss a coin. You know, do I grab my still camera with the telephoto? And, you know, this morning I captured some images I am super stoked about with the uh, black bears we encountered. But there are other times where I just use the uh, smartphone to get the animal in its environment and to collect these short video clips on the gimbal. And that was awesome. But I can't do both. And right. there were some situations where afterwards I grabbed the wrong one. Yep. Right? So Story of my I only life. have two hands and I can't run the big camera, the still camera. I need one hand to balance, the other operate the camera, balance the lens. And... So it's been fun that way and, and adds to the challenge of the guesswork, you know, which should I do in this situation? You know, I want to document this behavior for video for the podcast video storylines. Um, but I also want to get still images for the marketing that I do and, and to add to the content that we create as well. So it's and this morning started really well for us. I mean, it's been a fabulous day so far, um, but with we had, you know, observed some awesome black bear behavior. And we found a big boar that is clearly a dominant male because he's scarred up and has quite a bit of swagger to his stride. And uh, before finding him, though, we found a, a male that we had never seen before. Uh, was, and he was beautiful to me. I mean, just striking facial markings. He had this tan cheek line and had a big square head. And he was on, on the prowl for a mate. And uh, little did we know, we'd see him find his mate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it and to be able to observe that behavior and it, it kind of looks like it kind of reminds me of watching a whitetail nose to the ground and then all of a sudden the head snaps up and and they're looking and that's exactly what this bear did nose to the ground he had, correct me if i'm wrong but i think he scent marked once yeah. this morning as well and then by back look standing up and scratching his back on a right, tree and, yeah. and doing his scent mark dance that way yeah right. yeah and uh and then all of a sudden he was he was on the move in fact i think he started to kind of trot a little bit up into the timber line and then that's when we saw you spotted the sow the sow of, yeah. yeah second black bear and i mean we were able to watch their behavior for a little bit but and I, as i've said this in the in the video stories and i actually when I did the storyline for this for the short video clips, I demonstrated how black bears scent mark on the tree. 
So I don't want any comments <laughs> later because I did I did my best did impression. You do, did you do the stomping too? Well, no, I did a bit of a bit of swagger and tipping back and forth, but because I had to hold the gimbal, I couldn't pound my front. But you hands probably were able to shoot the stomping this morning. Yes, yeah, with the some actual of that video. Yeah. Past. Yep. So you said trot. Is that what? That's where they get the hot to trot. Apparently, he was hot to trot. He was hot to trot. I mean, he started oh. started to kind of break into a little bit of a run. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't predatory running, but. Yeah, he was he was on the move. He was excited, right? He was very excited. <laughs> yes. Well, they cover a lot of territory to find a mate, right? Right. And he had just found her, so uh, of course. And but the story doesn't stop there, because later on we found this bigger board, this this fighter, dominant male, because he's got you know scratch marks on his face and his eyes, a lot of character on this bear. And after a while, he found himself to the same meadow, and he was on the same trail that the the other boar was on and the, and you know you were talking i believe last night about they might they might scent mark two or three times an hour and this morning he what would you say mike i think you guys saw him three times within a couple hundred meters oh yeah well and over the years in in these areas where i've seen these bears you find, and I was at, you made fun of it last night, but I was like, isn't that the spot where they always set mark? Like there's a, you know, they just have a certain kind of tree that they like, but there's also these paths where these females cross. And so you're like, I betcha, I still can't tell you what tree it is, but I, I see an area and I look at it and I'm like, I bet you that that bear's going to set mark in there. But you, you know, it would be interesting to research that, to somehow log where the trees are and see if they use them year after year and to see whether, you know, put a trail camera on it, infrared trail camera, and see if the sows come to it and the boars and if they all, you know, because you think about that, again, uh, not trying to compare to whitetails, but they make a scrape. It's a communication hub, right? And the bucks will keep visiting it pre-rut, and then as soon as the rut's approaching, so will the does, and it becomes this scent um, smorgasbord that they all come and see who's been there checking it out. And I wonder, it could very well be that these trees are, you know, if one boar scent marks it, I would wager other boars that go along there would also scent mark it. And then maybe it draws the sows. And it'd be very interesting to try to document that from a research point of view, from a biology point of view. Oh, yeah. Maybe somebody has. I don't know. I could see it being a little tricky, but I think with modern technology of these cameras, it could be done. Mm-hmm. I bet you we could do it just in a two-week period when we come up to shoot these bears right we find one tree and then we just put a trail camera on it yeah and then just it's not scientific at all but well, you would get a chance it. to see There's if multiple proof. bears right. use that same tree yes. which i'm i would bet a lot of money that i think that would happen and it would does you know, happen whether it's scientific or not it's just on your sample size statistically right right right, right, right. so it depends on uh, how much da- data we collect you know, there's some basis to it, and and the visuals, you know, are so much stronger too. You would know, you'd be mm-hmm. able to say, you, it wasn't just like you, you'd know it was different boars, and and you'd be able to tell if a sow came by. And so, that would be very interesting. So yeah, I I hope we remember to do that next spring. Why yeah. not? I think I've got a trail camera has to be brought on every shoot nowadays because I constantly can, think of yeah. ways to use a yeah. trail camera, and it's not to take pictures or shoot video for what we're doing. It's just more to have more information to make you more successful in the field. Right. Definitely yeah. can work that way. And I love using them. I, you know, if I was to bring three of them next year and we could put a couple of them on on the, these 
scenting trees that we've witnessed and we know are are being hit by the boars. I would also like to put one on, on some kind of time lapse on an active game trail up here because it's such a diversity of wildlife. You know, we all want to see a lynx and have an opportunity to photograph it. You know, so if we put it on an active game trail, what animals come by over the 10 days or two weeks we're here? It would run that long, you know, with the lithium batteries, no problem. Oh, yeah. Day and night. Yeah. And just see what happens. Just leave it out. Yeah, we so should do that. Let's make some notes and, and try that because that would be fun to share. And then for our listeners, of course, they'd have to go to our website to the links and they could see these visuals and they'd be able to see everything that was re recorded on that trail camera as well. Just Everywhere we go, we should just take it. So the Alaska yeah. trip we're going to do in yeah, September. let's do it. Yeah. Just bring them. Yeah. And even in Wyoming, it would be cool. So yeah, I mean, we, we came across what we thought was that coyote den. It would have been nice to leave one there for a while, go back and just find out for sure. Just information. It's an awesome way for reconnaissance. Something, though, they do add weight because you need to, uh, I've got metal housing, you know, you can get that fits that particular trail camera. And, you know, something I, I for the amount of, I use them, uh, I want to suggest to our listeners that they get the black or no-glow IR infrared cameras they are more expensive but if you don't want the animals to realize the camera's there and therefore keep going past it um, that's what you need and you can tell because if you don't have a black or no glow and basically it's a black plastic plexiglass screen in front of the leds the, the infrared leds if that's not there they have a red glow you don't see it in the daytime but if you walk past it at night there's this red glow the black um, filter on top prevents the red glow from exiting and not seeing it and you can tell because if an animal's looking at your trail camera it's seen that as active. With with the ones I've been using with the black infrared, you don't see that. So, you know, it's far it's worth the extra hundred or hundred and fifty dollars to get one of those, use the lithium batteries, because, you know, if you're really excited about getting images, you don't want the animals to be on to you. The bear activity has been a lot of fun today. We had good opportunities to photograph these two boars, scent marking, and then we were able to just observe the mating pair before they disappeared in the forest. Yeah, they didn't give us a chance to photograph them, but mm -hmm. yeah, we got to see it happen, see them we come together. We saw the proof. We knew why right. he was scent tracking as as voraciously as he was. Mm -hmm. And then after that, that was the f the end of our our bear photo shoot for today. To this point, um, we uh, relocated and found went to uh, an eagle nest where we set up for three hours, and Ron. You were dialed right in, so take us there and tell yeah. us what happened. This nest is, uh, it's been photographed before, but it's its in just an absolutely great spot. The, the far side of the valley is really dark, and so if you shoot in a shallow enough depth of field, you can almost blur that completely out. You know, the exposure is perfect. I mean, you just adjust... Uh, shutter speed once in a while when the clouds come over or, or when the sun breaks through. Otherwise, the exposure is pretty easy. And I kept it on the nest, on, on the front edge of the nest, is what my focus was on because uh, after I was, when we arrived, actually, uh, one of the things that I wanted to get was the adult bringing food back to the nest. Food being... Primarily fish. Right. Up here, yeah. So we saw that spot yesterday where the rainbows were spawning. So we know spawning time, you would think, with the spawn being on, that they wouldn't have as tough a time finding fish. But they, he, was, he or she was gone for quite a while. So there was one bird there tending the nest. Um, 
the young ones are getting big enough and they're they're kind of starting to figure out what those appendages on their sides are for and so we've got a couple wing flaps with uh with the eaglets um again got to see uh the adult kind of tending the nest got some images of that and then um the adult that was there on the nest took off and i thought maybe the other one was coming back oh but that wasn't the case it flew off about 100 150 yards and then uh dropped down out of the tree that it had landed on and then came right back circled around the nest and and came back in and had a a bunch of nesting material in its talons. And then, you know, fixed the nest up again. Um, You know, one of the telltale signs that a raptor is gonna take off, if you're watching a raptor that's perched. Graphic, graphic notice, graphic, (laughs) warning, graphic. (laughs) Plug the kid's ears. So they lean forward or step out to the side of the nest, lean forward and they'll poop. Well, they keep the nest clean that way, Yeah, they do. Yeah, and even even the eaglets. Right. We'll walk to the side of the nest and, and go off balance. the side of the nest. Yeah. Important without the wing flare. It's critical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but that's smart. That's good to but share. You know, that's that's got the got the poop and then took off again. Not sure what you'll do without it. Did you photograph no you, you know. I'm gonna make a calendar. Oh, okay then. All right. <laughs> All right. That could work. Could work in the right in the right place. <laughs> I didn't actually take the picture of the adult. Right. Got the young one but later, i'm excited but. how this wrapped up you were so patient yeah. you were there for three hours and i left you with it because i didn't want to disturb the scene and i'm going to admit i you know we had a short five hour night of sleep last night again and no complaints because i love these days up here these light lo- long bright days with wildlife in the rocky mountains but i had a nap <laughs> i didn't have a nap in wyoming but i did today <laughs> and i think i slept for two hours and then I had a, a writing project I had to work on, and I had my laptop and my camera bag, and so I worked on it for an hour. And you were being super patient, but I, you, like on this trip, being your first trip, you have these lists of things you wanted. And yesterday we tried an eagle nest and didn't get the shot, and you wanted this specific shot. And after three mm-hmm. hours... I was just about to call it, because... I had been in communication with you after you woke up. Yeah, after <laughs> um, I could speak again. Right. <laughs> Um, I was just about to call it. You had kind of just started working on your writing project. So I went back out there for about another, I don't know if it was quite an hour after. It it may have been close to an hour. Um, And just no activity. And then all of a sudden, I saw the other one come in. And it it came in real low. So that's, you know, typically an indication they're, they're not circling. They're not flying high. So they probably do have food came in real low talons were extended and there was something in the talons and sometimes and we kind of touched on this last night in last night's podcast sometimes the other adult will go off land in another tree the one that's that's trading out will come in this time i was fortunate enough to have both adults in the shot one right over the top of the other wings flared talons out with what was left of this fish i don't it was definitely not a whole fish i think it had consumed some of it before it came back enough for the kids right yeah brought some back for the eaglets and uh just got a great series of shots of him coming into the frame and then all the way through the landing 
So I'm I was so pretty, stoked because your patience paid off. Yeah. And you never know, right? There are times that yeah. we leave and we don't get it. And maybe it happened right after we left. I don't know. But you stuck it out and you got the shot you're after. And, yeah. you know, this, this, our podcast, you know, is, it's an audio platform, but people have to go see that. They have mm-hmm. to go see that link and it'll be on social media too. But to go in, into our website in the show notes and, and see yeah. what you caught, you know. And, yep. and it was, it was nice. Yeah. Love it when a plan comes together, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> patience in this case. Yeah. Right. You were in the right place, and you waited long enough, and, and, and it all worked out. So. And while I was waiting on the eagle, I no. turned around. Right. And there was a bear. Right. Yeah, a black on, bear came on through. On the ridge behind me. It was a, it was a shyish black bear, but it was in great yeah. habitat. And, and yeah. you said you even got images. So I wasn't set up there doing that. Shots. I was yeah. I was looking at a laptop and, and attending, trying to kind of multitask unsuccessfully because I didn't get any pictures. But you said you, you got pictures of that yeah. bear climbing over a log. Got some images of it ha- walking, walking a little bit of a log and cool coming over the log. Mm-hmm. And so. then just some habitat that we hadn't. I hadn't gotten images on this trip of the of the bears in. So yeah, that was So day four in the Rocky Mountains, would you have expected to have this diversity and this much material? I mean I'm hoping that this is going super well. No, I was trying to and I even commented this morning I need to be taking notes on, you know, the number of bears that we're seeing every day, first of all. And then secondly, I mean, yeah, I've I've had the list and we haven't met the list yet but there's been some bonuses trying so hard there's been some bonuses (laughs) that weren't on the list that presented just unbelievable right i mean in the case of the coyote den and then this honestly this eagle nest you're looking at it about eye level you just don't get those opportunities very often it's such a natural setting it's such a robust nest it's a big nest right good size nest they've been there for years and and it's all natural on this on this deadhead tree and Mm -hmm. it's picture perfect the one downfall is there's a stick coming up right through the middle of it but i think if that weren't there the nest wouldn't be as stable as it is oh maybe Right. There's a lot of movement in that tree. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's the top of the tree. It is, yeah, right? the very top of the tree. Yeah, which is, I mean, you see that sometimes with osprey, but mm-hmm. eagles not necessarily. Sometimes they tuck down in a little bit of cover. Right. But, yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful setup, so and it, it worked out. Well, I, I'm having a lot of fun with you because we're doing a lot together, you and I, and, and traveling mm-hmm. through this trip, and uh I'm I'm happy with how much has happened so far. Even, oh, yeah. Not just filming and photography, but just what we've seen. And so after spending the three hours with at the Eagle's Nest and you getting the shot and, and the high five, we headed off in another direction because I wanted to do some clips on the gimbal uh, in right. a beautiful setting to update people on what we've been doing mm-hmm. and to share that in a, in a concise highlight reel kind of experience for them, these one to two minute clips. And Michael, you went off in a different direction. And you had a lot of fun, too, which I, yeah, I'm stoked to hear about. So I had to go back to town because I had to get a cell phone signal. Okay. Because we don't get them up here, right? Which is kind of cool because you're unplugged. So I thought I'll go to town, do that, but then I knew on the way back I could try to hit that coyote den. Right. It was a bright light, so. Yeah, and actually the light was kind of hard because it would be sunny, sunny, sunny. Oh, is that right? Back Clouds, yeah. Okay. And that's different for you than it is for us. I mean, for still photos, you just make an adjustment on shutter speed and 
you're pretty much good, but you have a little bit more of an obstacle when that light changes that dramatically, don't you? I have to just do the same thing. It's just I do it through an app. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can. You, you didn't know. have to drop a neutral density. But what what the difficulty in video is is you see it. You know, while you're rolling, if you uh, change the aperture, you're yes. going to see that get darker or lighter so or whatever you're doing. Basically, restarting the clip almost. Pretty much. Okay. So I don't stop the clip if there's something going on, and right. I'll just adjust it, and I'll just know that that spot I can't use. Or, you know, you could use it technically if you had some hotshot editor or colorist that could fix it as you go. But, you know, there was so much there that I, it was fine. Yeah, so we had lots of clouds, or I had lots of clouds coming in and out, and it it actually looks better when it's shaded because or if it's overcast because there's that the mound where they have the dirt from where they excavated the den it's pretty light dirt so if it gets sun it's really hot it really sticks out blow out yeah or close to it okay yeah so but i went in there and i thought i'm going to do the same thing i talked about last night sit there for an hour and just see what happens so this time I actually had to sit there for almost an hour and I was just about ready to give up and think, well, maybe they got moved. Maybe they, I didn't know what, you know, because there's there's just, you just never know. So I, I thought, well, wait it out, do the hour. Just as I'm about ready to give it, up, give it up, I see these two little ears pop up. So I thought, cool. And we know there's four in there, right? But I just see the two ears. So one comes out. And I'm using that pre-record on my video camera, which is cool, right? Because I just have it going so that I was able to hit that. So I just got the actual reveal. Then another one comes out. And they go to the top of the, you know, they come out of the, fully out of the den. And they sit on the berm of the, the stuff that's been excavated out. And a red squirrel goes off. And you'd have thought it was a gunshot. <laughs> they just both dove right back. And I'm thinking, this, guys, this is a red squirrel. There's nothing going to get you. But they're so leery. So, so Larry, but I thought, well, they've been at once, they'll keep coming, and it wasn't too much longer, another one finally came out, and this time, it came out and gallivanted off, like 20 yards, yeah, and I went to another little area, and I was kind of blocked by trees, because I was really focused in on the den, so I couldn't really see what was going on, I actually shot it, but you couldn't really, I mean, there's a lot of trees and stuff in the way, and another one came out and joined it. And then, but then I knew there's four and they're still, they weren't still showing up. And then, what, what was the noise that scared them there? There were, It wasn't a red squirrel this time, but it was some other, maybe it was a wind or whatever. Something scared them and they ran back in the thing. So then I'm thinking, oh, geez. I'll give it another 20 minutes. And finally, well, another interesting thing happened. One came out, and I was watching this pretty intently, right? So one came out, and I'm filming it, and from another direction, a pup came out. So I'm wondering if there's two holes into there that. There is, yeah. I think there are three. I there, think there are three There holes. may be. There's the one right by the, the berm, and then the main one that you see off there. on, I think, what would be the south side, over the top of the rock, there's another hole over there. Smaller one with a darker uh, soil at mm-hmm. that point. Okay, and then, so and then there's a rock, and behind the rock, I, yeah. I and the the one sh- photo shoot I've had in there, I saw one come up from behind that rock. So I assumed there's a, a third hole there. So and that's they, what happened. So one came from yeah. there, you know, because I I hadn't been there with you guys to know you have to point out all the things. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so one came out there, and then all of a sudden, all four of them came out, and then you could have made any kind of noise. They were totally cool with it. What were they doing? Did, like, did you? So I'm really hoping you 
One was chewing on a rock. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> one was totally intent on a little twig. Stick, stick. I mean, he's just sitting there like gazing at this twig, like looking at it, right like on. taking in life, right? Sure. I'm, I'm new to this deal. I'm just going to take everything philosopher. in. Yeah, he's yeah, just like sitting yeah. there just taking it all in looking yeah. around. And then one is just kind of sleeping. And you you can already see their personalities. One is super wary. One Worried. could care less. Oh, no kidding, huh? The other two are constantly playing and just really the investigators. I mean, just just in the couple of times that I've watched, and I don't know if it's the same ones, right? You know, who knows? But you know, just in difference. watching today, you could see the different attitudes that each one of them had. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. So, so they all, and like I said, nothing. So they were out so much that I'm like, how am I going to get out of here? I was out of almost. I was on my third battery, and I'm like, I don't. I only brought three because I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. to be there, you know, all afternoon. And I'm thinking, how? <laughs> I'm going to be out of battery, and I'm not going to be able to shoot anything. And I'm going to see all this great stuff. I need to go. I don't, you know, plus you don't want to be there too long. I had to just wait. Unfortunately, my batteries made it. And finally, something scared two of them. I don't know what it was. I didn't hear anything, but they just kind of went in. And then the other two were out, and they just, they stayed out probably for another five minutes. And then they just kind of sauntered back in the hole. So... Lots of activity. They played a little bit. They weren't all four playing, but I got one laying his head on the other one's back, you know, just sleeping. And and then, you know, my video camera is pretty cool. I can sh- shoot at 8K, and that's what mm-hmm. I did for the majority of it. But then I went to 6K, then I went to 5K, and then I went to 4K. So, and each time I do that, I get that multiplier, right? So my 200 to 400 with a 1.4 extender, which is a 560 with 1.4 engaged, so at 8K, it's 560. When I go to 6K, it's, I don't even know. I don't even know what the multiplier is. I need to figure that out. But by the time I got to 4K, I could isolate just one, you know, just ahead of one. So I, I am so happy to hear the shoot went that well. How long did you have them out that you were So that last time when I was yeah. worried that they weren't going to go, they were probably out for 30 minutes. Wow. That's awesome. High five on that yeah. one. Yeah, so I, it's super awesome for video, right? Because, yeah. and I was in the perfect spot. I was, I don't know. 50, 60 yards away. And then I was behind a tree so they couldn't see any movement. And I had the camera covered with a jacket that was green. So it really didn't, it kind of, make, and I was wearing camouflage. So I was completely, you know, they didn't see anything of me. They're so leery of noises, right? Yes. So when you're shooting stills, you're going to have that click. And even if you put it on silent mode, there's still a click. Yeah, it's definitely audible. So yeah. it's it's something we're gonna have to figure out. Maybe just wrap your cameras in the in a coat well, oh, to, to, to 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 like hmm. muffle it, muffle it a little a bit silencer. more. Yeah, but that was just at the start. Once they got out and they were completely comfortable, like I said, there were other noises going on, and they were just like, and, you know, because I'd hear something, right, a crack of a branch or something, the wind blowing or whatever, and I I'd, I'd look over and I'd be like, oh, they're all gonna bolt, and nothing. They were just like totally nonchalant. So you guys might have to go in there and just hold the, which is going to be hard with stills, right? Just be patient. You're just going to have to sit there and watch for maybe 20, 30 minutes and hopefully get them in that zone where they're just sitting there, just totally out of it, <laughs> checking out trees or chewing on rocks or whatever they're doing, and then slowly take your shots. But it can't be that high-speed motor drive. It can't be because I think once they hear anything that's unusual, they're so gonna that go. could be an advantage. So switch it off high speed to single. So just click, one at a time. Right. Give it yeah. a few seconds or more. Click. Yep. Not. Yep. 
And then if you brought a scarf or something, maybe wrap the camera right. in a scarf just to muffle it a little bit more. I don't know. And we've been talking about that strategy and that we would have to have the patience to wait it out to get more than one in the frame and, and make a cute den shot of it that way. So right. this is good. I'm glad we're talking this through because those are good ideas. I hadn't thought about backing off the motor drive. That, that'll help. Yeah, that, that'll definitely help. And then your cameras do have that silent, but silent really isn't silent. Yeah, quieter. So I would go to that. Okay. And then I would also, and then it's just a crapshoot because you don't know where they're going to come out or where they're going to, like where they did hole up when all four of them were together, they were kind of off to the side and there was like little branches and stuff. It wasn't a clear, like they don't get out in the wide open right on the front of the den and do that stuff. Mm -hmm. It always, both times that I've been there, it seems like they, they kind of sit off to the side in the in the vegetation so it's not like a clear clear shot did you have any opportunity with two or three on the top of the mound two or? okay i never saw three on the top of the mound. okay but two of them would do it but generally they're pretty at that point when they're doing that they're just on the lookout they're acting much like a coyote does you, who knows though you know i think they could come out all four of them and lay right on the front of the den you just never know yeah but it's definitely worth another one oh, or two trips in there. Rare opportunity, yeah. And it's such a photogenic location, yeah. and, and they are clearly somewhat tolerant. So, you know, to it's do it every once in a while, we have a limited amount of time here. Oh. They're very mobile. They're not that young anymore, you know. So we'll So I was in there minding my own business, just sitting there waiting for something to happen, and this dude comes walking through out of nowhere. I, turned, I, I expected to see an adult because I heard this noise behind me, and I, I expected... I was person? like, oh, crap. a person? Yeah. So I turn around, and this old dude is just walking straight towards the den. And he didn't see me because I'm, like, hunkered down, right? And I got a camel coat on. That's and surprising. Okay. And so I'm, like, sitting there, and finally I moved so that he would see me because I didn't want to scare the, you know, what out of him. And I also didn't want him walking right. He was walking. He had no clue. He had no clue. And he finally when I moved, he looked at me, and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> There's a den right over there. I said, you know, he's like, well, that explains the two adults that I saw earlier today up on, you know, not too far away, it sounded like. And then he just veered off. I didn't say any other. And that's the only thing we said. And he took immediate right, and he veered off, and he, I don't know, I don't know where he went. He right. just disappeared. Right. But I don't know where he came from. a lot of that on this trip. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, with the cowboy. <laughs> the last night's nice podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This guy just it's, veers off. It's, and it's, it's always happening to Michael too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe um, the effects of my cold are, are giving yeah. me hallucinations. Watch out for the mushroom tea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of out there, and I'm you know it's not a place where you're people this, are going to get into attention. this tranquil frame of mind. You're getting in the Zen moment in the wilderness, and this thing's happening. And that's what must have been what right. happened. That's funny. Yeah, well, I'm glad it didn't disturb anything. Well, I, I was so happy when we reunited this afternoon to hear that that had worked out for you that yeah. well. And with the video, I, I can't wait to see it. So you're going to have to show us a few of those clips, and uh, it'll be worth, again, going to the website through the show notes and seeing mm -hmm. that stuff for our listeners. Last thing is I had half a terabyte card. And when I left there, I only had... So a terabyte, for those that don't know, how many gigabytes is that monster? It's a thousand gigabytes. Right. Okay. So it's a lot of memory space. For yeah, most I, but I had a half a terabyte card. Okay. So 500 gigabyte mm -hmm. card. Okay. And when I left there, I only had, I think it was like 18% left of that card. So there's going to be. A, That's a good thing. You've got some work ahead of you. A lot of. Hopefully I can just through. go through and find those five or six killer clips and 
that's the way to do it and be done mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, and that's you know we we touch on that for people too, whether it's photo editing. You know, people like to take a lot of pictures or film with digital formats because you're really unlimited, just what your memory cards will hold. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, go through first and and fast and pick out the top ten that just jump out and and work on those. You know. That's yeah, and then if and then if that doesn't do it, you can always go dig right. for more. But yeah, dig deeper for or, different behavior. Or what I find is good is I I'll revisit those. I'll do the selects first, the quick edit, work those up, get them out. But then I'll wait a year, or I'll wait two years. Or you know what's actually instigated a lot of me looking through old stuff is Instagram. So you look through and you're like, huh, I wonder if I did anything else different on the shoot. So I'll go back and look, and I'm finding stuff where it's like, oh, that was a cool shot. Why didn't I yeah. pick that one? But what I thought was a cool shot then probably is different than what I think is a cool shot now, you know, just so. That happens too, yeah. Yeah. I've done that. and I'd like to have time to do more of that. Right. Because some of these trips we go on, we do capture so much, and we go through and do an edit, but yeah, that does change. And I, I know that was fun for you when we did the Antarctica podcast mm -hmm. on your amazing adventure down there and to be able to revisit that visually and go through and find some of those images to build the visuals for the podcast yeah it was awesome. side it was it. fun to go through right cool so that was that was pretty well jam-packed day so far except i did forget well, you guys had one other thing i know that's i forgot we did have another bear so you saw the bear oh yes at the eagle nest and mm -hmm. then we traveled further on, and we had a great opportunity to film and photograph a black bear up an aspen tree along the edge of this lake. Beautiful backdrop. Yeah. This clean lake below. Emerald background. Yeah. And uh, it it was great behavior, right? It wasn't. And it had to be full frame, right? Because you showed me stuff on your iPhone that was almost full frame. Well, I only really I filmed it with the iPhone on the on the gimbal. So the iPhone is a two times magnification. Right. But you had bare head to toe. I mean, there's a lot yeah. right and left. It, yeah. It's not like it's mm -hmm. a portrait headshot. That but, wasn't, no. But it's not like it's this dot in a tree, you no, know, it, nine miles away. Yeah, it's totally, it was, you can see on the iPhone. So if you guys are shooting with your regular stuff. Well, let me, let me tell you how that unfolded though. So when we got there, the bear was in the, in the perfect spot in that he was isolated to a degree out, stretching out on this limb and he was breaking off this big branch. She was gnawing on it with teeth. Asthmas are softwood. So bear is able to do this, bite the branch and break it off. And why he was doing it were the catkins in the springtime grow on these aspen trees. And it's, a, it's one of the favorite foods of black bears. And it's like a, a it's peas, a, is it a, it's seed? Like a string of peas, if you will, like that. And yeah, it's a seed. It's like a string of peas. And what they'll do, instead of just trying to nibble off each one, I mean, if there's some in proximity, they will to the trunk, but usually they're out at the end of the branch. They'll break the branch, and I've seen this happen numerous times, and they'll actually rarely eat it in the tree. They'll drop it to the, to the ground, and then they'll do two or three of these, climb down and eat the catkins, and then re repeat, climb on the tree. Mm -hmm. So when we got there, honestly, the best scenario for the time that we had, the 45 minutes with that bear while he did this, I mean, he'd obviously been feeding well before we got there, so you know, he might have been half full. Yeah, the actually, the little aspen stand was about <laughs> half shredded. He'd yeah. been working on that for a while. It, uh, yeah, so there was evidence of, yeah, other other, ease, other days perhaps too. And, and so we had the best scenario at the beginning, and the first thing I did was want to capture it for the podcast on the Osmo with the video. And so that video that I showed you was the best opportunity I had because of the positioning of the bear, but also we had a sun and cloud 
um, switching around that time of day. So the clouds were fine. And that's what we started mm -hmm. with. And then moments after I took that video, it was blue sky and harsh light because it was near the middle of the day. And there was no point in, in doing anything in that light with a black bear against a lake background in green foliage. It just Everything just blows Blown out. out. Yeah. So he did climb the tree another time after feeding on those branches he broke off. But the lighting didn't cooperate when he was in such a great spot. He was standing with two back paws, balancing on these limbs, reaching for another, but it was harsh light. That being said, when I was doing the filming with the iPhone and the Osmo to get the clip for the podcast and for the social media stuff, uh, Ron was shooting it with his still camera, so he yeah, would have got, got great photographs at the beginning there too. Definitely got some good stills at the when he was in that good spot. So you're going to go back to Wyoming with like lots of work. A lot of work to do. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And I have to say, I'm a little jealous. Not uh, envious. Envious. You're envious. Yeah. Because I w it's that same situation I talked about half an hour ago, where I wish I had each device in each hand. So, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. with that bear in that perfect spot. So I got the video. High five on that. But didn't get any stills. And I would have loved to zoom in and got that paw and got the head. Uh, you know, and as he was breaking the branch. Right. Teeth biting the. Yeah, chips. Yep. You know, the yep. chips flying I saw in the video, and mm -hmm. people be able to see that as each little segment falls off. Well, what, you showed me the clip, and it's cool because you see him like try to get that branch to fall, so it falls on the ground too, and doesn't get hung up on a branch, right? Yeah. So he's watching it as it falls, just to make sure it's actually going to hit would, the ground. He would actually. I th initially I thought he was about half stuck because he had had himself right in the fork of the this aspen tree, but I, he was using it. I mean, he was using that to hold himself up in the tree while he was trying to get everything down to the ground. And then he did, I mean, you know, Mark got some good images of him on the ground when he was actually, and he, he'd just grab them and kind of strip them off several and at, at He once. was fearless too. He would go yeah. out on the branch and twice he slipped. Branches cracked and he dropped like four feet and he just sunk his claws in and stop. Grab hold and no lock problem. on. Like Velcro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was a lot of fun to watch. So it was... Yeah, it was. That's actually, I think the highlight, the highlight of my day for for behavior and observation for mm -hmm. for day four up here for us. Because you've seen all this other stuff we talked about earlier so many times. We've seen that before too. What you just yes. saw, but it sounds like the setting was pretty awesome. It was great to get it for mm -hmm. the podcast. I've photographed it before, and I have great series of a bear in a tree eating the catkins, and each stage of that, reaching out for it and looking at it, biting it, showing some claws. Um, and I have videoed it before, but this is great just to do it right now while we're creating these podcasts and can slip it in uh, to the podcast and to these video short stories that will be up on YouTube and social media platforms as well. So I'm excited to do that because it's right in the moment. Right. And then I'm able to talk about it, you know, and do a, a, another video clip and we can overlay the bear behavior. And it's hopefully our listeners will go and look this up. And it'll feel like they're along with us on this trip and be able to share this mm -hmm. and, and witness it and learn about the bear behavior, but just see how cool it really is. So I'm, that's why I'm, I'm most excited about today getting it, right. to include yeah. it in, in our work this week. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think when people see the, what he's doing and you go out and look at some of these trees where you think it's just a dead aspen, now you know why it's dead, right? right? Now you know why half of it's been broken. It looks like, why it's it's like what would do that? The tops and, Was it yep. struck by lightning or... How did it die? Is it an insect? No, it's a great big bear teetering <laughs> at the top of a tree trying to break off branches. It's a fun sight. It's yeah. fun yeah. to watch. Absolutely. So we have uh, a few hours or maybe two, two and a half hours of good light left today. 
Yep. And, uh, yep. Is there anything else you guys wanted to cover we before see. we load up our packs and uh, get off this comfortable moss-covered forest floor? That is, is I'd be happy to do all kinds of podcasts here, guys. Um, and we'll all continue on. I guess all kinds of naps. Naps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've had my nap, so yeah, I'm, I ready, I'm ready to go. Oh, no, you did. Was, well, you didn't declare that earlier. I, we, I will. Was, we had a little confess, bit of opportunity. Yeah, somebody had to finish an article and. Yeah. I seize the moment, carpe, whatever moment is. Yeah, yeah Patrick, the article's coming. The article's coming, my friend. Sorry it's been a couple more days, but I, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. And it's good. It's coming. Um, yeah, so Ron had a bit of a bit of a break there after the bear and the aspens and uh, before this podcast. Actually, before we went and did some more video yeah. for the uh, story segments, too. So, Haven't had a bad day yet. This the weather's been great, too. Great trip, We've had yeah. no heavy rains that have really delayed us, and the temperature's been comfortable. Uh, so I'm really happy with how this trip's been going. Mm -hmm. I know that call that I had to go make in town. Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody in Pittsburgh, and it was 95 degrees and 100% humidity. And Are you serious? Yeah, so it's like, it's wow. so nice to be here where there's no humidity and temperature's, what, probably 65, 60 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was wow. warmer today, but after a while, but it was it was mild. It was very and tired. right now, I'll bet it's in the fifties. Yeah, it's just perfect. It's perfect right now. Yep. Now wrap us up and we'll get out of here. Well, let's go have some fun. So you can find our work on wildandexposed.com, and you can find all of our links through there to social media and our own platforms as well. And on whatever platform you're listening to or watching our content, please give us a positive review or rating with five stars or a thumbs up because that helps us to continue to do what we love and keeps us out here exploring and, and sharing this information on photography, wildlife behavior, and interactions and uh, the gear tips and, and everything that we do with our, with our businesses and the fun that we have together as this team. And if you have any comments, please feel to share. Feel free to share them. Or if you have any questions, we invite that as well. And if there's any content that you'd like to see us cover in the future, by all means, let us know. Until then, enjoy the outdoors and get some fresh air. And we look forward to sharing some time with you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>